Hey everybody, and welcome back. I was thinking, I'm not going to talk about benefits and talk about the military as much as I thought I was going to talk about it. So, I'm going to go over about me. Let's talk about me. I know it's, you hear about a whole lot of other things that do and talk about me. But me includes the military as well. So I will also be talking about the military as well. So I was thinking that I'm here now. Everybody's been telling me, oh, you should write your own book. You should write your own book. And I'm like, I don't really know how to write a book. I mean, I've written stories, but let alone a book. So, I said, well, why don't you do a podcast? A podcast? Who want to listen to me on a podcast? I don't even know how this damn thing works. So, we're going to see how it goes. I'm going to do my life in episodes. This is going to be in different orders. It's not going to be in the same order. So, we'll just have to figure out how. I'm going to go about it. I figure maybe if I just talk about my life in chapters. Yeah, let's talk about my life in chapters. Let's go. Let's let's do it like that. Well, at least my story in chapters. You know, everybody thinks my story is, is like, I don't know, Mother Teresa and stuff. I'm just an average person. You know, I think I'm special in my own way. So does mom. That's my that's my biggest fan. That's Stan. <laughs> that's my Stan. And uh, she's always been in my corner. You know, no matter what. My mom and dad's been in my corner too. You know, there's just some moments. But my my biggest fan is my mom. So this this goes out to mom. I'm going to start writing my book, Mom. You keep telling me, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. So here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. This is your girl, Evil, and this is in the zone with evil or evil in the zone now i got a topic to talk about i actually have a topic to talk about and it has to do with cosplay yes cosplay and i'm new to it i'll agree i'll admit well new in the sense of dedicated to it i've always done a type of cosplay but never really had the courage like a lot of cosplayers out there to do it. So, as of recently, as of late, I have been more, more bold to come out with the characters that I had. Only reason why I never came out with the character that I had before or the character that I have in mind that is me 
to come out and for me to build that character is because I always thought that cosplay was you had to be a specific character like in Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, Lieutenant O'Hara or like Batman, Superman, you know, the Hulk and things like that. I thought you actually had to be a specific cosplayer character from these particular genres. And I didn't know that you can create your own original cosplay. Like, you can create your own character. And a big majority of times, people like your character, depending on what character you create or come up with. And I've been following TikTok, you know, just for about a year and a half, a year and a half now. And I'm on the end, the back end, and I've just been pretty much monitoring how it works and getting just a bit and understand and I'll give it credit it brought it brought a lot out of me it did it really gave me the chance to come out and be me that was that was a thing I was always afraid of just being me and, you know I'll be me I'm always me being me. I'm always me around my friends you know my friends know who I am when it comes to what I do and the things I do but, you know, to show the world what I do, you know, that was the scary part. I'm a sensitive creature, just like most of us. But I'm, you know, I just like some of you out there may suffer from uh, mental health issues. I suffer from PTSD, depression, anxiety. I, I dealt with major issues and things like that. And so... Some comments can be hurtful, but I'd make light of it and, you know, pay attention to the haters and things like that. But it's it also makes me bring the light that, wow, you know, there's all these little small pockets out there for those to hate on you that they couldn't have did any better or that you're doing better. You know, we all been in those spots where we may hate or envy on others because they're in a better spot than we are. So, it, it's the cosplay world is so opening and welcoming. They there to boost you up, give you pointers and tips and stuff. And I don't know, depending on the groups and stuff, I may be honest with that because I've seen some hate amongst the groups, you know, in any club or any part that I've noticed. It's like you have the groups that there boost you up, and then you got those that are like, oh no. It, is dedicated to a specific character and I bumped into so many black cosplayers black creators that are very uplifting and boosting and you know give you good pointers and I follow quite a few of them uh, one of them uh, Kia Sangria is definitely one of my follow she's a phenomenal artist um there's some others that I follow, but she's pretty much one of the main ones that kind of got me kicked into full gear. Uh, then I have some other friends, uh, uh, one buddy Jeff, you know, my friend, my bestie D, and um, everybody else that encouraged me, Maria, encouraged me to just come out and just do me and shine, you know. Only thing is, is I wonder if anybody really sees or notices me. 
you know, I can't sit down and wonder or contemplate on that. I just need to do me, you know, because that'll drive me mad. You know, I have a tendency to get stuck on little things like that. So I want to talk about it. And I want to say that um, I have two main characters or two ideas of a character. Let me introduce my characters. I have uh, Mephistopheles. That's the, the witch doctor look you see me in most of the time. I just got me some new hats. So, depending on my hairstyle, <laughs> this is the hat. Or depending on my mood, the hat. Or depending on how I'm feeling, the face design. Now, that's one thing I noticed. Mephistopheles' face is never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Many faces. Many faces. Have to appease to so many. So the amount of faces and designs and the symbolism on the face, I just let the I just let the paint in my hand just flow, you know. And whichever one speaks, that's the one I go with. So that's why you've seen me in different designs if you've seen my TikTok. Uh, oh yeah, that's another thing. Go follow my TikTok on Evelyn Army Veteran on TikTok. If you've seen me and you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Evil Fate 8. Don't have many followers and that's okay. You know, I'm simple. I'm, I'm, I'm simple. And I appreciate and value every person that thinks that I'm awesome <laughs> on TikTok. You know, uh, especially the ones that are uplifting and encouraging. But uh, I have another character I brought some contacts I got different contacts so the contacts go with the look go with the character go with how I'm feeling but I'm definitely more on a darker side of the cosplay yeah, my cosplay is dark yeah it's it's not that it's not like I can't do light characters or anything uh, but doing the darker side is I think it gives adds a little spice. Yeah. Oh, then I'm very picky about uh, like the outfits I wear. I just won't wear any old outfit. The outfit has to go. It has to click all the way down to the shoes and the colors on my fingernails. <laughs> uh, and what's going on in my mind? Thinking that you guys will love it, and my small circle loves it. You know, my small circle of like 200 or so people love it. And maybe 35 will comment. <laughs> I'll take that over, you know, people calling me weird. You know, I always thought I would call you weird. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You know, I'm, I'm different. I'm unique. I'm me. Oh, man, the fly outfit I had when I uh, this past Halloween... The demoness. I posted pictures on Instagram. It's my demoness idea. Victorian style vampire walking around in the beautiful red, uh, big red. Oh yeah, um, her horns, her eyes, her fangs, the face, the walk. I walked around the mall in that outfit. 
Oh yeah, I walked around the mall in that outfit. And not saying that people didn't have nice outfits on, but you can tell um, those that stand out. Those that actually put in time and work just to show you what they could do. And the compliments I got was pretty much that. And it's like, oh, you, should, you a cosplayer. That's the first thing that came out of people's mouth. Not just like, oh, it's her Halloween costume. No, no, no. It was like, oh, she's, she's a cosplayer. You know, they, they dedicate their time into their stuff, you know. I looked expensive, man. Had that stuff I brought, even if it's on Wish, Amazon, uh, Party City. I put stuff together. I made it work. So, um, another character I'm looking to do is, um, not sure just yet, but it's, it's something coming to mind. But what I like to mention is, uh, I got a lot more that's coming in. I'm thinking about doing another jacket. Uh, I just haven't figured out what pattern I want to do just yet. Uh, maybe something that'll pop. And this time around, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be a little more lightweight. I'm thinking about doing a lightweight jacket this time. The other one is heavy, and it goes with the look. But what I notice when I'm doing my cosplay, I have this thing about I get hot really, really fast. And so if I'm not doing everything as fast as I can, I can't get the material out fast enough. So my environment, I got to work on the environment. I got to work on a lot of things. But, you know, little by little, things will come as they go. Um, I am going to work on getting, you know, better makeup, but I find dry makeup works better than the wet. The wet, my pores and my skin is like trying to breathe very, very heavy. And it's like, uh, I know I feel it and, and it sucks. So I can't use cheap stuff. So I have to search around. So if you got any pointers, that's always helpful too. And... Oh, keep an eye out for any other new videos. I'm looking to try to do more videos on Instagram, but I still haven't figured it out yet. It seems to be just like TikTok, but you have more people looking at their regular Instagram page instead of the Instagram Reels. So I understand why Instagram is kind of doing that, but... You know, uh, unless I start a YouTube page, which I have a YouTube page, but I just need to do videos, kids come up with my own ideas. Um, the ideas that I do have, they come at me really fast and they flood me and so and flood my head with so many ideas. So when I get to think it out or write it, I have to write it down. I have to write it down or draw it out or try to map it out. Because if I don't, it'll just be like, oh, that would have been a good idea. But how do I go about doing it? Oh, I got so much to do. You know, it's, oh, I'm so new at this. <laughs> I got to get some more information on how these other cosplayers go about doing it. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I want to say thank you to all the cosplayers out there that gave me that extra boost. I appreciate every every compliment that you give me and everybody's love and support. And I'm going to really hop into this full time. Yeah, definitely.
or if anything part-time and build it up to full-time we'll see how things go you know working on a budget just like i guess just like every cosplayer <laughs> it is um but thank you for tuning in and this is just one of many co- uh one of many podcasts that i'm doing I uh, had did an intro that was going on for some of the things I was going to talk about when it came to like the military and everything, but I got to change that intro. I do have to change that intro. I'm just trying to get used to understanding how this works. I don't even, I don't listen to enough podcasts, but most podcasts that I did listen to or try to get to understand were what my friends or family members suggested. So let's get hip to this. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. This is your girl Evil saying check me later on the next podcast. Out. Hey everybody. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is your girl, Evil, and Evil in the Zone. Okay. Last I talked about was cosplay. This time around, let me go over a conversation I had with my dad, which is very interesting that he brought to light. Well, a lot of stuff that he brings to light when you talk to your, your older generation, you know, meaning your parents. Uh, well, by the way, I'm... I'm a part of that, what is that, that in-between, a millennial and Zen, Gen Z? I don't know how they do that now, but all I know is that <clears throat> all this craziness about millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, and all I know is my par- parents were boomers. We're talking about the boomers. So, <clears throat> I was born in the 80s, so that's my age group. Early 80s, no doubt. Early 80s, before 85. <laughs> Uh, but when me and my dad sit down and we have an intelligent conversation, uh, it's always intelligent conversation. When I sit down and talk to my dad, my dad is like a scholar, you know, and he has, he has all girls, you know, my dad was blessed with nothing but girls. You know, I have, uh, three sisters, I have a brother, but, um, uh, we don't have the same father, but we have the same mother and that's cool. You know, I love my brother to death. <laughs> That's my big bro. My only bro. Um, and I am the third. Yes, I am the third daughter. Shinora, my sister's the baby. My sister Naima's the eldest. And uh, my sister Ruby's the second. And I fall in the third. So me and Ruby, we, we, uh, we the middle children. Now, and my dad called, well, I called my dad and, you know, uh, sit down and have a nice conversation with my dad. We're just talking about any old thing. Maybe he's on the, watching the news. He's sitting, taking a nap. And most of the time I would ask, how you doing, dad? What's up, dad? How's things going? Did you eat? You know, right now he's a little down and out, but. Then I'll call, check in up on him. It'll be, he was 70 this year. Oh, yeah. Big root, 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 root for my dad. He's going to be 70 this year. Yes. And that's that's a blessing. And 
I'm I'm definitely so thankful and grateful he's still here. Yes, I am grateful and thankful. So he was oh we talking about oh yes medical marijuana this was a good one <laughs> it was a good one I'll see we all know the stigma behind marijuana in general we already know that so it's, this is not no lectures telling you or any way to convince you or to change your mind or, or whatever this is just a story that uh that happened to my dad <laughs> and it was it was hilarious so I get my dad suffers from uh, the herniation in his back you know, discs all messed up he was sanitation for 25 30 years New York City so now he's in his golden age and retirement age you know but the hurt is still there you know you work all that time and that hurt is finally catching up with you. I'm saying thing with me in the military. That hurt catch up with you. So I suggested to him, and apparently he's telling my sister's also my my sister Ruby's also doing the same thing too to help alleviate my dad's back pain. Um, well, Dad, why don't you you know do CBD or do some gummies and you know uh, that it's gonna help. And my dad is like, I don't want to take nothing that's going to make me all buggy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> buggy? Dad, this stuff's not going to make you all buggy. Like, it was like, yeah, you know, they, they be leaning over there, leaning over there. And I'm like, oh, God. Dad, you, oh, goodness. And we be joking around. It'd be hilarious, too, because... Uh, his is the the news and misconception about the marijuana has clouded a lot of people's minds, and she, it's kind of stuck. And some has had bad experiences, and that's another thing too. You know, if you had if this is your first time, you had a bad experience, and of course I understand. You know, that it doesn't work for everybody, but that shouldn't be a thing where you should prevent it from being accessible for those that it does work for that those that need it so i'm gonna give a root 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 (laughs) to new york city for um becoming one of the states to allow recreational marijuana yes yes oh my goodness because it's like i've been following it since uh Governor Cuomo first mentioned it, and that was back in 2015, I believe it was. I'm not sure. I gotta look back, cause I had kept a scrapbook. And when he first said that, okay, it's recreational for um, veterans or anybody that suffers from PTSD, I jumped to the offer. Jumped to the offer. Oh man. Oh man. So, I'm trying to explain the benefits of it to my dad. Because I suffer from the same kind of herniations he suffered from. But he's a lot older. So, it's he has extra arthritis and stuff in his back. So, 
I get them some capsules, some CBD capsules and some gummies so that he can kind of relax and help with his back. He took them as prescribed and since he ain't never had it before, that told dad, I'm like, dad, you don't, you don't take so many at one time. <laughs> oh my God. The memes you be seeing that's out there. That's my dad. My dad is a whole meme. He's <laughs> like, oh, these edibles ain't. And he was like, he, he was up all night. Couldn't sleep. He was like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, dad, how you get high off CBD? What the heck happened? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And see, this is the thing. You go to the dispensaries, they give you the real stuff. You know, you go to these little shops and these places, they, oh, they got CBD. Is it CBD? Is it really CBD? Or did they really slap the label on it and say it's CBD? Do you know the quality of CBD? And so this this particular brand had less than a less than a buzz of THC in it. Less than I mean, if you if you smoke or partake like I do, this amount was barely even an inch. Barely, I mean. It was a grain of salt. There you go. And dad couldn't sleep for the night. And so I told him, like, well, maybe you need to space it out. You know, because the doses is low. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'll space it out. I'll space it out. So he's, he's like, but I don't know about taking them for sure. And I'm like, how you going to space it out? But not sure if you want to space it out or not. So he's like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? There's, there's, there's the, there's the, the, uh, the crackhead on the, um, what do you say? He's the, it was the crackhead on the block, right? Let's give him Mr. Mr. Harris, right? Mr. Harris come walking around. Hey, hey, Mr. Alex. Hey, Mr. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mr. Harris. I'm doing good, Mr. Harris. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You need anything you need for me to do, Mr. Harris? And I'll be like, what did you do, Dad? He was like, well, I wasn't too sure about the CBD for sure. So I gave him three, right, just to see what happens. I'm like, Dad, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I just wanted to see what would happen. I'm like, oh. So next thing you know, he's like, oh, snap. He came back. He said, Mr. Alex, that stuff had me up all night. Blew my mind. I couldn't stop laughing. I laughed so hard. I was like, yo, how, how in the hell? Diablo, how in the hell a low dose of CBD with a little bit of TAC and have a crackhead hot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Blew my mind. So dad he was he was cracking up. I was cracking up. And I was like, yo. And so I told dad, I'm like, well, see it works. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but it works too good. <laughs> well, but I told him, I'm like, well, with the back pain that you have compared to surgery, I think I'd take the latter. You know, less expensive. Less expensive. I'd take it. Since it keeps you up at night, I'd take it 
you know, like during the day, give you a little extra boost, extra kick during the day. I wouldn't take it before I go to bed. I shall do that, daughter. <laughs> I'm like, you good, dad. He's like, yeah, I can't do that stuff no more. I'm like, not like I used to. I'm like, oh, dad. I'm like, you gonna give me one of this stuff? I'm like, yeah. Funny when your parents go to give you they, uh, they backstory. <laughs> oh, man, that's for like a whole other episode. Now that your parents start getting older, you become their backstory listener. Yes. They want to make sure they, they tell you everything before they go. And my dad has been telling me stuff. He's like, yo, okay, dad. Wow, hey, we all had to live, you know. He was young. But uh, I love my pops. I love the death. I bless him with many more. Hope he has a couple of more too. He's taking care of my baby Issa too. Little, uh, I love that dog. And they both go to the park and sit on the bench. And he called the bench people out there. The people that sit on the bench, bench people. Just sitting there doing the same thing every day. And I'm like, oh, you go out there and sit there. He's like, yeah. As soon as one of them comes talking, I'm like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> gotta walk the dog. <laughs> Oh, I love him, I love him. But uh thanks for tuning in. That was just a that was just a moment on uh giving praise to my dad and recreational marijuana. Thanks for tuning in. This your girl Evil and this is your zone and evil in the zone. someone like me and when I say someone like me I fall into a category of uh, let's see goth weird cosplayer uh, different unique all those words that doesn't fit in the normal society so we're just going to talk about people because how I view people, I think people are the problem. But I am a person myself. And my doctor says, don't be so judgmental. How can you not be judgmental when the problem is people? Not everybody's going to think like you. Not everybody's going to act like you. Not everybody is you. We are all individuals. We are all individuals trying to fit into a society. Trying to fit into this angle. This whole map. We all know. Me, I'm always trying to go against it. Try not to fit in. 
But trying not to fit in is the hard part. It's easy to not fit in, but trying not to fit in just to be you and to fit in in society. What I mean is, for example, here it is. I like to wear bangs, contacts, dress up, put on my outfits, and I would like to go outside, walk around. That's what I like to do. Society will look at me like, oh my God, what crater or sewer did that thing fall fall or crawl up from? Wow. Who's being judgmental? Hmm? Now, I know we all have our opinions, we all have our views, we all have our differences, and that's what makes us unique, and that's what makes us individual, and that's what a lot of people fail to realize, that each person is a unique individual, there are no two alike, ever, ever, even if you're identical twins are not alike, and if they are, that's something's not right there. So, I find that we're all trying to force ourselves to fit in. So what I do is, I do what a lot of us do. Just do you. And I try to judge the other as much as possible. But we judge. Can't say not to judge. And you judge every day. I'll be judging me right now. (laughs) But, um, if we all, like they say, we all put our differences aside and this, this, and that, I'm like, look, our differences is what makes us unique. Our differences is what pretty much flows, what makes things go. Because without differences, and everything was just black and white linear what fun is that what fun is that so there's these questions you would ask yourself because I ask myself this you know when I'm on TikTok and I'm doing my videos or following this one, watching this person's videos, and me being open-minded, and I am judgmental, I'm not going to deny that, but I am educated, I am very educated, and everyone's views have a view, everybody's point of view has a point of view, there's always a different perspective of things, so as a Libra (laughs) there you go right there as a Libra I'm always weighing shit out all the time all the time I'm looking at your side I'm looking at my side I'm thinking about well shoot what if there's always a what if in my mind even when folks say well no it's right now it's happening now yeah but that what if the 
possibilities. We all took possibilities and probabilities in math, right? Same thing goes when you're making decisions. The possibilities and probabilities of that one decision you make, who knows the outcome? Should you focus yourself on that or should you just let things go as is and see where it takes you? So, I say to this for everyone. Come follow. Come listen. Let's have a chat. You know, what are your views on things? And why? Why? I mean, I'm not trying to push my ideas and views on you. And you got a lot of people out there trying to push their, their ideas and views on you. Without wanting to open up and see anything else. And that's a poison. That's the poison. Will we get out of that? Will we ever see? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. We may never see. Eye to eye. We may never all come together and be like, okay, for the greater good for everyone else. But living in these societies, one TikToker said it, living in these, uh, when you live in a capitalist society, socialist society, communist society, you know, these different, different societies. You following by the rules of the society that you choose to be in. Just trying to change these rules. That's where we gotta work at. Trying to modernize views. A lot of the views that we see today that we're trying to change are outdated. And trying to stay with the times, a lot of the elder uh, community, some of the younger, can't keep up. (laughs) But either way, just wanted to let you guys know, we're all people. We're all individuals. Everyone has a different view, opinion, thought. And it's nothing wrong to hear them out. Just so that you have your solid view and your evidence to now do your research and your fact checks. Best thing ever, fact checking. Because when you come with your facts, that person's opinion and view, you might be able to turn the tides. But not turning the tides forcefully, but trying to clear things out. See eye to eye. Alright you guys. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. This was just only a short one. Something that I had thought about while I was sitting here. Um, See you next time on Being with uh, Evil. This is your girl Evil and Evil in the Zone.
everybody and welcome to my podcast. This is your girl Evil and this is Evil in the Zone. Okay, today I'm going to talk about, yes, that age-old question. Yes, it's a sensitive subject, yes, but it is a subject, no doubt. Because it seems like it's something that haunts me, haunts everybody, or don't haunt you at all. We're going to talk about weight today, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Why am I talking about weight? Well, let's let's put it like this. It's scarring. It's messed up. It's one of those things that would stick with you for the rest of your life. Ah. So, let me start off with saying that I... I'm no longer as large as I was. So, the stuff that I am talking about, I do not... I want to say that I am no longer able to say that I am big, I am large, I understand what the larger women are going to, going through. I am not allowed. This may be a trigger or something. Exactly triggering. Only reason why I'm talking about this right now is because it's something that I do have to struggle with. And I want to make this clear. Very clear. Growing up, I was always had a weight issue. Always had a weight issue growing up, you know. I was a size 14 and for as long as I can remember, all the way up until I got to the military. I left my mom's house. You leave your mother's house and you eat so good, you on your own, weight will fall off you really fast, really, really fast. So, when I left mom's house, I really opened my eyes to the value of home. You know, and you, as a child, you really don't know or understand until you leave your mother's house or your parents' house. So when I left my mother's house, it was like, okay, I couldn't wait, but then I was on my own, but then it's like, shoot, hopefully I can do this. I couldn't in the beginning, honestly. I was dependent on my boyfriend to take care of us. And ladies, this this is... me trying to depend on my boyfriend to take care of me was like okay he wasn't even capable what was I thinking right so I had to do the taking care of for both of us so my weight constantly went up and down up and down stress uh, I have a deceiving de- 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 I have a eating disorder yeah being constantly told you're fat, you need to lose some weight, you need to drop some weight, you're obese, you know, and I'm like, well, shoot, why does everybody keep calling me obese? When those around me, when I say those around me, if you see me or meet me, you'll be like, this girl is far from him, far from him. But according to military standards, I am over the top for my height at 5'3 
according to the military standards and the medical records and the medical standards, I should be a hundred between lower than 130 pounds for my height of 5'3. I be damned when I say not not knocking the smaller girls or nothing like that. So if you take this as that, if the shoe fits, wear that fucker. I'm talking about me right now. And what I went through. And what I went through, no one should have to go through. Period. So, I find that it's it's not right that being an in-betweener, I'm calling myself an in-betweener. And some of y'all might be some in-betweeners. You know what I mean. You're not small. You're not big. You're athletic, but not quite. You're just there you know you can wear big clothes depending on the big clothes because some of the small clothes don't fit you can wear some clothes depending on the some clothes looking for a bra the bras are like see like everybody wear your bra that never exists you know the pants are never your size they're your size but never your size they'll be big here small here tight here big here there's never no one size fit all for you you're always in between so it seems like you can wear anything but in all reality you can't wear everything so now there's this new wave this new move where it's like doesn't matter just put that shit on i'm for it shit i'm all for it and the reason why i say i'm all for it is because Growing up, I always wanted to wear whatever I wanted to wear. But, you know, mom was like, you know, you can't wear this, can't wear that. Don't go out looking like this. Don't bring attention to yourself like this, such and such, and all of that, right? And now society's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I sit down and talk to my mom. It's like, it's not okay. I don't care how much they say it's okay. And I be like, ma, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, we need to get over this shit. We really do, because it's scarring. I've been scarred. A lot of us be scarred. Mm-hmm. Scarred in a way that when I look in the mirror, right, you tell me I'm small, but what I see, what I see, I still see that same big girl that really didn't lose any weight. And then that's where the, um, the eating disorder comes in. You know, what you see, what I feel, and what I see, two different things. You can not tell me what I feel. That's what we need to stop. You can't tell me how I feel. <laughs> now, I can correct how I think I feel. You know, correct the sayings. Like, my friend, my friend, she brings this up a lot, and, like, it makes sense. You know, we need to, uh, and I've seen this a lot, you know, we need to get over the, uh, the fact that, like, when we eat and we, we're full, and we say we feel fat, you know. She made a really good, valid point. We don't feel fat. Fat is not a feeling. It's not. We're bloated. We feel bloated, yes. You ate too much, period. You're bloated. You know, you're large. You're not fat. Mm-mm. It's all about image. A lot of this stuff is all about image. And a lot of images that's put out there in society, it doesn't make it easy for 
you or I to adapt to it. And then we all go against the society and we're shamed and shunned for it. That's the problem. Shouldn't be shamed or shunned for being you. You know? So, when I do me, when people look at me, like I always say, I don't even know if I said that in a few of my podcasts. You're weird. Oh, I know I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I'm different. I'm unique. I'm an individual. Period. I don't want to be like you. You know, it's bad enough I got to be here in society. Get up and do adult things. Don't we all want to do the things we used to do when we was kids? And never grow old? So having that balance there is always good. So, I'm taking this new intuitive class on intuitive eating. And it goes over, you know, I don't know if many of you may or may not heard of it, but it's breaking down society's views on weight. I love this class. I When I say I love this class, I love this class because this class goes over, like, the diet mentality is just a money-grubbing society. You know, you're killing yourself trying to look this way. You're killing yourself trying to uh, be like this instead of, you know, listening to your body, being one with your body and, t- and having your body say, hey, you know, be easy on yourself. You want that cookie? Eat that cookie. You know? You don't want to diet? Don't. Who said you had to diet? Who said, who, who told you you had to? Why do you? You know, and going through this class, it's tough because it's starting to break down a lot of my views and beliefs on how I should look. So it's like when I eat something like a forbidden food, as they call it, or junk food or whatever. And the first thing that goes to my head is, oh, God, I'm going to gain weight. You know, I'm already battling this. Why am I breaking this down just to, it makes no sense. Man, I'll be back with more on this. When I tell you this class is, is like the opposite. Taking the opposite of a class that is like, wow. Taking a class to, to be like a slop. That's, I guess that's the best way. Learning how to be homeless. That's what this class reminds me of. The opposite of what you're taught by society as the standard. This class is like, no. The standard you was taught shouldn't have been. Be like, holy shit. Enlightening, isn't it? So, I threw my scale away. I threw my scale away. I uh, no longer weigh myself. I feel it. I feel, you know, my body more. You know, I, I, I begin to listen to my body more. I, I was doing, I didn't realize I was doing intuitive eating way before I took this class. It's just, 
I got rid of that diet mentality after my husband had passed and I started living with my mother and I was uh, what, 150 pounds it was the same weight I got it before I got into the military um, after I left mom's home and I've never been that small in a long time and that's like the second time of being small you know from stress no, 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 get me wrong. This wasn't like weight loss from like, oh, okay, yeah. No, this is weight loss from stress. When I lost weight, it was always due to stress. Always due to stress. So, just, I've taken these classes because of the eating disorder that I had due to stress, not eating, the starvation, and things like that. And now, I look at food differently, but I, I still have my moments where I'm just like, you're against me, but I still have to get over the the deep hurt that I got to get over. So the best way to combat the hurt is to make sure you assert yourself to those around you. Let the others around you know that you are not comfortable in the categories that they put you in. For example... When uh, me and my mom would go shopping and I would be walking around with her and just looking in the sizes and just going through the clothes, she would just, you know, point out that I'm smaller. You know, I shouldn't be in the large side. You know, this is this area isn't for you. And it's like, wow, you know first thing that would go to my head is like shoot I I would have to tell my mom like yeah I am not big that I used to be yes true but like I tell you mom I may be small in some spots but some of the larger clothes may fit differently may fit better for example the smaller shirts I'm smaller right you would look at my frame and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, she would fit a medium or small. In some stores, like Walmart, their mediums fit like a small and their larges fit like a medium. So if I want a top from Walmart, I have to get a large or extra large. Why? Because I have large, bulky shoulders. My top area is large. You know, my frame is like, it's odd, but it's my frame and I understand my frame. So if I'm, if you see me in a large section, I'm in a large section for a reason, not because I'm in here shopping for myself because I'm a big woman, uh, as if I, 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 I'm that much larger is what I'm trying to say. And I, hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say, but I'm in here because some of the shirts may fit a certain way like when I'm wearing business blouses I can't wear a medium no it'll be too tight around my arms my my biceps are big (laughs) and then when I go for my pants right uh I'm a eight right I'm between an eight a ten and then on some really really good day depending on the pants I'm a six like oh like boom girl yeah and then some of my days, I, I'm in like an 11, 12. 
And then you would be like, well, shoot, I don't understand. Well, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Around my waist area, right? It it may it may just just be just that. My thighs are smaller. I don't have a large backside. That's another thing too. Not having a large backside makes it a little difficult. My thighs aren't big. And but my calves are tight. So when you look at it like that, you just be like, oh, okay. I say I'm misshapen and mom's like, you know, you just you are how God made you. And I'm like, no, mom, you're right, thank you. But what I'm trying to say is we are our own shapes and we are our own sizes. And we should not be categorizing ourselves at all. We need to get rid of all these categories, all these stereotypes, and change the whole idea and start changing these standards, you know. And once we start changing these ideas and these standards and things will start getting better. But in the meantime, do you. And always do you. This is from Evil. And Evil in the Zone. This is your girl Evil and welcome to Evil in the Zone. Something just occurred to me while I'm sitting outside enjoying this lovely day. It's a bit chilly, windy, but it's okay. It's that wind and chill you expect on a spring day. And spring it is. Can't wait till the summer pops in. I'm sitting here and I'm practicing my calligraphy. And this is what occurred to me. I brought this calligraphy book, right? You know, just to say, hey, gonna learn calligraphy, gonna work on the old style. You know what I mean? Just feel how it is to use a pen. The sucky part is you gotta constantly keep dipping the damn thing. But that's okay, that's cool. That's the whole fun of it all, experiencing history in your hand, even though it seems like it is used all day, every day, and it's, it's modern. But I have brought this guide called the Ultimate Guide to Modern Calligraphy Hand Lettering for Beginners, right? And as I'm going through it, dipping the pen in, dipping the pen in, and quite frankly, if you're just constantly dipping the pen back and forth, that can be frustrating, but right now, as I also mentioned, I'm sitting outside, so... I'm doing this in my lap. So that's even more frustrating. So what I chose to do is work with it. And as I'm writing and following the book, I notice one thing. I don't need the book. The reason why I say I don't need the book, I took penmanship and calligraphy in school. Handwriting in school. So by me sitting here buying this book and wasting money on a book like this, I could have just kept going and doing what I do usually, just write in my own handwriting. If I want to put a spin on an extra squiggly, liggly line, then I'd do that. But I chose to wait. It was, hey, lesson learned, you guys, lesson learned. So I'm going to just work through this book. I realized it was a waste. I'm going to continue to do it in my style. And that's my also advice too to you too. 
do your own stuff. Do what makes you happy. You know, that what you would make you unique. That's what I'm saying. We're all individuals. I'm an individual. You're an individual. We're all unique in our own way. So by me trying to follow a book on how to do it in this way, do what's comfortable to you. Unless you want to do it exactly like the book, it's good to learn techniques. It's kind of like going to school. You learn these little techniques, and then after that, you you move on to bigger, better things, and you learn on your own. But what didn't occur to me was that I had my own style of doing this, and I could have did this on my own. So, you know, that being said, you can apply that to everything else, you know, with modern technology nowadays, you pretty much can Google everything, <laughs> YouTube everything, just to get the know-how on how to do this and how to do that. Whereas back in the day, you had to either know it or figure it out. But I am enjoying my new pen, my new calligraphy set. I need to get some special wipes when it's time to put it away and wipe it down. Well, actually, when I'm outside, I shouldn't even be having it, at, you know, wiping it down and doing all that. It's supposed to be in its holder. And I'm going to take it out of the box and put it in its holder. Uh, that's all I really wanted to touch on. Uniqueness. Be your own individual person, because everybody has their own individuality. So thank you for tuning in. This is a short brief on with evil and evil in the zone. Thank you guys. Hello everybody and welcome back. This is your girl Evil and this is Evil in the Zone. Okay, you guys, I was sitting here contemplating on something deeply. You know, every time I I have my morning medicine, well, it's no past morning, but my after breakfast medicine, I always have a thought that comes to my head. And this thought was normalizing certain things. And what do I mean by normalizing certain things or stop normalizing certain things? I'm talking about, for example, when I say, oh, not to be disrespectful or nothing, and you, in your head, it's like, well, okay, you're about to be disrespectful. You're telling me you, you don't mean to be disrespectful. You don't want to be disrespectful, but you're about to be disrespectful. Why don't you just flat out and tell me you're about to be disrespectful? At least I can take it a little bit. Then you're saying that you're not going to be, and I know you are. Oh, yeah, I know you are doing it right now. You, you know what I mean? And that goes for every little thing. Another one. For example, I don't mean to sound racist or nothing, but you're about to say something racist. <laughs> don't, we got to stop this. You know, just, and what I'm about to say is going to sound weird. Because it's like, well, why don't we just start saying, like, well, I'm about to sound real racist right now. Okay, so I'm going to brace myself because this is going to be some racist stuff coming my way. 
You know what I mean? See, like that. You know, I'm not about to complain about this meal, but no. That was the thought that came to my head. Like, okay, why don't we just start doing that? Maybe things might change in certain directions. The conversation may be different. The whole atmosphere, aura, the situation would be different. Why don't we do that? You know, it, it just admit to it. Own up to what you, you're about to say and do. We're human beings. We're individuals. We are all entitled to our views, our opinions. You know, and this is not back in the day where your views and opinions will get you strung up or you know, get you burnt at the stake or anything like that, no, and then we talk about freedom of speech and be freedom of talking however you want to, but you're going to hide behind this bush saying, well, I'm not, no, own up to that, own up to it, own up to it, because when you own up to it, people look at you differently, like, okay, this person is real. You know, for example, well, I'm not about to talk about your people or I'm not about to talk about this culture, you know. So then what are you about to talk about there? Why do you start that conversation if that's not what you're about to do? Knowing damn well that's how you're going to start the conversation just to get started to talk about what you're not going to do. Oh, yeah, don't come around me with conversations like that. I'll just stay. I'll have this look on my face like I'm engaged. But up here, up here, I'm just like, why? Okay, V, you just got to bear with this. You just got to go with this because this person is entitled to their opinion, however rude it may be. And they don't want to take accountability in their gossiping just done did so when they come back and they ask you what you think or how you feel about it you're just like hmm how am I going to switch this up depending on your group you're with how would you switch it up you hang with your your uh your homies or you hang with your employees how would you switch it up culture-wise, ethnic-wise, how would you switch that up in your response? Would you turn around and be fake and agree with this person just to, you know, end the conversation or just to keep going to see what this person's mindset? Oh, me, I like playing devil's advocate sometimes. Oh, hell yeah. That's why I said you start certain conversations around me. You really wouldn't know unless you really know me. And one thing I tell you, I'll play devil's advocate. If this is how you feel, okay, oh, cool, you know, how do I feel about it? Well, I'll, I'll give you my, I'll give you what you want to hear in my opinion, in my view. But do know this is a, a view. I always weigh out. There's always a pro and a con. So if you want to hear the pros, okay, I'm going to tell you the pros. I guarantee you don't want to hear the con. So... Should I bore you with the con? Should I waste my time? No, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm just gonna give you the give you your pros. You know, pat your your ego. You're gonna have to learn on your own. You that's your path. 
And let somebody else school and educate you. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. A lot of us don't have time for that. And most of the time, you're just like, well, I want to mingle, socialize, be amongst. But then you find that you're trying to sing and socialize and be amongst the masses. And you like, damn. It's not really easy to find someone you can sit down and have an intelligent conversation with that's going to be neutral straight through. It's not easy. Guarantee you it's not easy finding somebody that's a, a person that's going to sit you down. You talk together and y'all have a neutral conversation. And weigh your options. You know, it's it's like... Okay, we agree to disagree. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the we agree to disagree. No, I'm talking about, okay, this is why we disagree. This is why we agree. This is why it should be neutral. Okay, I got you. I got you. Not going to be easy. You know, sometimes when I talk to my dad, it's just, you know, it's, it's awesome because I could talk to him on an intellectual level and... When you sit down talking to a, a learned person, it's it's satisfying. It's very satisfying. But normalizing the way we are to others, I've I've been taking a lot of these classes lately, and it's you know we judge ourselves, saying we don't judge ourselves. We judge others and say we don't judge others, but it's a part of who we are to judge. You know, I'm judging right now. You're probably judging right now, too. Oh, yeah. Hard not to judge. Can't just walk around and be like, oh, that's not a mass murder and and end up dead. Straight like that. So, when I'm talking to these doctors and I'm just like, you want me to go into this situation and not judge? Hmm. Most of the time, us veterans, you say, that's a recipe for disaster right there. So, depending on the situation, I shouldn't be so judgmental. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's what I had to say, and that's what came up on my mind and my thoughts at the time. And I'm going to end with that. Make a change. And a change is always going to start with you owning up to the changes, your words, your actions. Let's make that change. This is your girl, Evil, and this is Evil in the Zone. Later. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Evil, and this is Evil in the Zone. Okay, let's talk about these little things. Me and my friend Joe were talking about the little inconveniences. And we all have our inconveniences and the things that inconvenience us and you just gotta overcome and adapt. But then there are those little inconveniences. It's like, are these inconveniences there just to inconvenience me on purpose? Because it make no sense why I'm going through some of this stuff. You know what I mean? For example, my friend, 
He's a biker. He rides his uh, bike around the city. And one thing I notice is they're putting the bike racks on the buses just so that the bicyclists can, you know, don't have to ride all the way, they can ride the bus. Now, it's only seasonal. That's an inconvenience. You got a lot of riders that ride their bikes year-round. So why not have it year-round? I mean, you're not gonna be riding in the snow, I get that. But I would just leave it there. That's one less thing to worry about doing. Another inconvenience, and this is like everywhere, especially if you're a driver. When you're driving and you have the intersection, you gotta turn and that intersection doesn't have an arrow and you know that it needs one. And you're like, come on, DOT, come on now. How did y'all miss that? Knowing this major intersection that caused so many accidents needs an arrow. Then years later, after so many accidents, they finally put an arrow. Huh. If you'd have did it to begin with, you know, they don't look at the statistics that you get a lot of people that are on the road now. So a lot of the old traffic rules, regulations, which are in effect, some people ain't following them. Some people just take a lot longer to make a turn. Jesus, they take forever to turn. Or let's think about another inconvenience. <sighs> One I would think is when you're trying to get onto the train, and he brought this up, they're working on rolling them out, the tap and pay for the emergency doors, that the big doors. And I'm like, they should have rolled them out at the same time that they rolled the other ones out. Why? Because when it comes down to people on bikes, wheelchairs, handicapped, uh, pregnant women, disabled people, you know, it's like, come on now, come on now. Y'all can do better, do better. <laughs> but, that's life, you know, mama would say that, you know, that's just life. You know, life can't be perfect and a lot of stuff can't be perfect. And that's true, that's true. You know, we, we all wish certain things to be perfect and things that run smooth or be smooth. And you try your best to make them as smooth as possible for yourself. So things don't inconvenience you. Get up early in the morning so you know to beat traffic, so you don't be late for work, things like that. But then you also get the moments, even though you wake up early in the morning just to get to work and you still wake up and you still turn up late. How do you explain that? My, my employer uh, put okie doke on me one, one time with that one and it was hilarious. This is how I went. I had just accumulated some uh, emergency days back because I pretty much say I work for free just to get these sick days back and I had to use that sick day that I put back and when they came back and it was like well we got to let you go and I'm like why it's not like I took a day off that you know I didn't work for you know it's like yeah and, and then too much is going on to you life is going on that's what's going on I can't help that my apartment caught fire. I can't help that my husband's in the hospital. I can't help that my dog got stabbed. You know, I can't help that my tire broke down on the highway while I'm on my way to work. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry, that's very inconvenient, but we're a company and we gotta, and when you hear something like that, the first thing that runs through your mind is like, I need to start my own business. Or I need to do something on my own 
establish my own. So now I did start my own business, but I still need to get more exposure. That's the thing. You know, finding the flux and seeing that my hobby is more just that, my hobby. Now, my other skills, sewing, seaming, quilting, and I do crochet, but I can't do anything mass. It has to be custom made to order. So in the, in the end, in the end, don't ever let anybody tell you anything that's gonna make you feel like you're not worth anything. Even if you gotta stand up and tell that person to go kick rocks, choke on a rock and I hope it, you, when you kick it, it bounces off something and that's it. You know, not to be violent, but you got these people out here that are like, they wanna see you fail. And they, you there trying to climb up to where they at and they like, no, that means I gotta give up my space either to go down or get out. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. And those that do think about it, you know, it's like, you don't want to work yourself to death. So I've been trying to come up with different ideas, getting more into my cosplay, because that was something that I did want to do growing up, uh, high school. And after that, but I got distracted real bad, joined the military and so on and so forth. Well, you'll hear more about that as we go along in this podcast. So with that being said, I want to say these inconveniences, no matter how big or little they may be, they are a part of life. Now, how you handle them, that's the key. We're gonna work our way around it. We're gonna find a cheat code, trust me. You have a cheat code for your inconvenience. And all your good karma will come back. It will come back and you will be okay. And that's coming from me, someone that's been in the dirt, like literally eating dirt, to come out on top to where I am now. Oh yeah, I'm not famous or, you know, money coming up the wazoo. I get a disability, I don't work. But I'll tell you this, I got a co-op paid up. I'm a shareholder, I invest in stock. I have my own car that I just recently purchased. And I got a master's degree. Yeah. I'm doing good. And I just gotta keep reminding myself that you're gonna be okay. So you guys, thank you for tuning in. This is your girl, Evil, and this is Evil in the Zone. Tune back next time for whichever random topic pops up, because most of the time they are random. There's no synchronicity in here, there's no order. It's just go with the flow. Go with the flow and evil's flow and evil in the zone. Okay, you guys, you guys, ladies, gents, all of you, my followers, thank you for tuning in. This is your girl, Evil, and this is Evil in the Zone. Don't mind me, I am on my way home. But I wanted to tune in and talk to you about something. I, Cause I had something that was on my mind that, hello, that has really bothered me. And I know it bothers a lot of people too. So, as, you know, not saying that I'm special that it bothers me the most, but as a veteran, it hits home. Like, it, it bothers me, you know? 
And the issue is homelessness. Yeah, let's tap on this issue of homelessness. Now, as a veteran, understanding homelessness, you come home, you go through stuff. And I know back on one of the other podcasts, I mentioned how the military can do better. Today, I ran into this vet on my way to the VA. And I felt bad that I couldn't give him all the information I needed to give him for him to be okay. He couch surfing right now. So it's like, dude, did you go to the VA? He seems so lost. And it's like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. I know that lostness. Not getting the proper information, waiting on the VA to get everything together, waiting for this to come, waiting for that to happen. All the while, you're out in the street trying to find your next meal, trying to figure out what you're going to do. You know, and it's sad. So my suggestion would have been that if you're being discharged, right, because I had said this a while back, and with the mentorship, now if you're being discharged as a veteran and you are, uh, yeah, discharged, and you have a place to go, but it's not your own place, they should put you up in a specific type of housing. You know, just to make sure you get on your feet so you're not out on the streets. And plus it's military old. So you know that the soldier is gonna have to follow the same routine. I don't see why they don't do that. Like, you have a time limit until you are able to get on your feet. And the time limit, don't make the time limit like six months, you know, 90 days, come on now. In reality, especially out here in New York, you need more than 90 days just to get your shit together. Excuse my French. But topics like this get me upset, y'all. It do. Because you want to help your fellow buddy, but then it's like, dang, a lot of us got to help ourselves. The only thing I could do is give some good information, direct you. But it's like, if I have anything extra it's like I want to drive around and give out food because we all are struggling but to see another veteran uh-huh, to see another veteran struggling that's the hard part like I told the guy and I've been there uh-huh I've been where he's at when it comes to the homelessness 